Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew, and you are listening to... Episodic Memories. That's the name of the show. Sitting across from me, as always, it's the Chancellor of Cablevision. It's Mark Gonzalez. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you had a better Thanksgiving. Always remember, audience, Mark loves you more. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, the fact that probably say it isn't, but you know, we can, they know. We can go ahead. They and, know in their hearts. They know. They know where the bread's buttered. Just call me the Land of Lakes. Cause that's because I'm I'm butter. Yeah, near glue. Everything. What? <laughs> everything, that, everything that melts off of your lips sticks to you. Sticks that's to right. Yes, that's correct. Mark, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I spent it with you, and oh, you did. It was very, it was very intimate. Uh, it's uh, yes, it's I, a Gonzalez family tradition. That's true. To just adopt any any poor any podcast partners vagrant that happens to walk in. Uh, yes, I went over to your your lovely grandparents' place, and we had a wonderful Thanksgiving. There was turkey. There yes. was stuffing. Yes. Green bean casserole. Yes. Artichoke hearts. Yes. Mashed taters. Two types. And the most important thing, the apple crumbler. The crumbler. Yes. Now, for some reason, Mark, and I don't know why this started happening... But for some reason, you and I apparently. This is uh, let me let me back up here because I, I feel like people don't realize, and this this happens with with people that we know is when you and I are in the room together, and there's not microphones in front of us. For some reason, we feel like we have to do a bit. Is that do you? Yes. Do you, have you have you realized this? Does, does we are bring this up to you. Nobody's ever brought it up. Well, Katie's brought it up to me. Yeah, but usually it's the closest person to you that yes. realize that says that sits you down, why? turns a chair around. It's, yeah, says, let's, let's get real. Um, let's talk about real shit right now. I don't understand why when you and Andrew are around, you guys have to do like you have to do like a bit, like you have to be on. Like, is that a thing? Like, do you guys plan that ahead of time? Yes. <laughs> the thing is, it's a compulsion. Yes. We don't, it, it's not like we look at each other and say, oh, we're about to do a bit. This is going to be fun. Yeah. We just start talking and we can't stop ourselves. Yeah. We'll try to stop ourselves, but then we can't talk about anything else. That's and true. there's just this awful silence. And then Andrew then we just belches go, out. Yeah, we just go back into the hooks of whatever shitty bit we're yeah. doing. So the shitty bit that we were doing during during Thanksgiving is my mother made a delicious apple crumble. Apple crumble, and so for some reason, Vegan apple crumble. We had to start inserting the word crumb and crumble and crumbler, yeah, into as many phrases as we could. I think it might have started with me scooping it out to you and saying that's the way the apple crumbler. And I said that's crumbleable. Yeah. And then it was on. Then it was then we just the nothing but, hey, Mark, did you hear about the newest Tom Clancy book? No, what's it called? The Crumb of All Fears. Hey, Mark, open up the glove box. My favorite snack is in there. What's in here? Bubble crumb. Yeah. Hey, Mark. The Weird Al song, Young, Crumb, and Ugly. Hey, Mark, how much sugar is in this apple crumbler? I don't know. 
if it's a lot, I'm going to be bouncing around like a crumbing bird. Yes. But that's what we did. Hey, Mark. Yes. I love that new Pink Floyd album that What's was it released. What's it called? Comfortably Crumb. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Hey, Mark. Yes. Did you hear about the new Robin Williams movie that's coming out? Too soon. Too soon. Abort. Abort. What dreams may cross. Ah! <laughs> and uh, the dessert plate crummeth. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can understand why we were just sitting in a dining room by ourselves, just crumb doing... one, crumb all. Crumb uh, on down to your local automotive dealership. <laughs> crumb on down to Raspberry yeah. World. For all your raspberry needs. Off the beltway. Hey, Mark. <laughs> did you write these down? No. Because you're looking at your <laughs> screen as though you did. Hey, Mark. Yes, Andrew. Boy, I got I got, I got a, a tip for you. What's that? Measure twice, cut once. It's a good rule of crumb. So, you know, that's that's where we were yesterday at Thanksgiving. We're recording this on Friday. Um, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> this recipe is a secret. Mm. Don't tell anybody. Just remember, crumbs the word. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so did am I invited back to Thanksgiving? Is Always. That... <laughs> Always. Your mother left you a very strongly worded voicemail. I don't like that Andrew. Under no circumstance is he allowed. I don't even care if he brings the turkey. I don't even care if he brings the... And she's about to say apple crumb. The apple... And then she stops and she says the desserts, the dessert plates. I don't care. He's not invited. And then I texted her back and said, what apple dessert thing? <laughs> you know the one. Mm. No, I'm no, well, what, I'm pretty it? I'm pretty crumb when it comes to these kind of <laughs> things. And then at that point, uh, she that's when the blood feud started. She hung up and said never to call her again. Yeah, she said, said under no circumstances are you invited back to Thanksgiving. That was <laughs> But this week, Mark, we are talking about episodic memories, which is your one-stop shop for learning about one particular episode of a particular show that might have ran or might not have ran on television at some point in history, which that's a pretty valuable thing to, to have in front of you. I'm sorry. There's just one more thing I feel like we need to talk about. Okay. Andrew and I have a special tradition, one year in the making, of mm. going to see a Hobbit movie no. and eating at a Denny's nearby. Yes. Yes. Because they would have the Hobbit menu. There's the Hobbit menu. I think we talked about this on Best of the Best last year that we went and saw. The Desolation is Smaug. And For at, free at Warner Brothers. Yes. And at Denny's, they had a Desolation of Smaug-related menu that included, like, some fucking jalapeno burger that was yeah. like, this is the Smaug, the Smaug burger. burger. It was a little spicier than other burgers might be. And there was they, a Hobbit. There was a Hobbit breakfast. That there had, was a Hobbit breakfast that was disgusting. It that, looked like a big a, fucking sausage. It was three types of ugly sausage. Yeah. And then some eggs. And I was like, I'm not getting that. And then the other option was 
the like dwarf's dinner platter. Yeah. And it was like some Genio turkey slices, some stuffing and some cranberry sauce. Oh yeah. Like I guess I'll do that. But this year and the run up and to I the was so excited. Battle of the Five Armies. I was so pumped that we were going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew drops a fucking bomb on me. There is no Hobbit menu at Denny's this year. I don't know what horrible monsters decided to come along and ruin Christmas, but here we are. So, Denny's, you have incurred the wrath of, of a powerless enemy of this podcast. So let me talk to you, President Jonathan Denny. You're on the list, all right? Yeah. Bring back the Hobbit menu. Or else. Or, I, I, you know, I assume he knows the repercussions. Yeah. Use your imagination, Mr. Denny. Yes, President Denny, that thousands of listeners... Of this podcast, millions, yeah, millions potential, potential millions of podcast listeners will never go to your restaurant again until the demands are met to bring back the Denny's menu. Like, there's a bunch of different options. You could do like the the golems. No, I'll make it easy for you. Oh, okay. You got five armies. Five armies. Each army gets a dish. There's the silver snakes. Yes. Red monkeys. Yes. Red jaguars. Yes. Blue barracudas. Absolutely. Purple, purple people eaters. Yes. And then the... Uh, the river was another one, right? Yeah. Which is the river that swallowed children whole. Yes. <laughs> I always bet on that one. <laughs> Two to one odds on the river. I feel like I'm talking to a child. And to you... So that's Andrew's message to Denny's. I have a message to all of our fans. If you have a suggestion for a suitable replacement, because Andrew and I are still going to see the third Hobbit movie. Yeah. Why don't you send that on by? Send it on to botbpodcast at gmail.com or leave it on our Facebook page. How about? Or, as ever, you can send it to webmaster Michael Gonzalez. <laughs> That's true, too. Uh, I, I don't know. If it's, like, smog-related and he's got all those scales, like, why not just have, like, a steak that you char the shit out of? And you're, like, scaly like the dragon. No, you'd, you'd have fish with the skin on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. I wouldn't I would never eat it but at a Denny's no no never. oh good lord no the smelliest thing but uh yeah or something something like that but yeah there you go yeah easy peasy that's Should all it is easy. Mark it's episodic memories yes episode 10 ish I I'm I'll have, I'll have to check my, my, my bookkeeping. Episode many. Many, many episodes. Mark, this week on Episodic Memories, which, again, as as we stated before, we are looking at one episode of one show and discussing what exactly the hell this thing is. And into December, we are d- discussing, uh, like, one-offs or, like, failed pilots. Just are we going to c- do this every December? Or every this, week this December. Okay, we only have two episodes a month. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's a commitment. I have things to do, Mark. I have a big stack of Christmas cards to send out. So on this episode, this episode we are discussing the 2005 pilot. Nobody's watching. Now is this an unaired pilot? This is an unaired pilot. Never, never got picked up the series. It's available on YouTube if you want to watch at some point, but nobody's watching. watching. Now, Mark, when um, 
I suggested this to you. Did you know anything about this show? No. Zero. I would say that up to this very moment, I still know very little about this show. Very little about this show. Zero. You watched it, though. I watched it. It mm-hmm. has Taron Killen in it. Yes. Of SNL fame and 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> and... And a bunch of other people. And it has a bunch of other people that I don't write. A bunch of, like, weird... Like, the there's a couple character actors in there that yeah. are in a bunch of stuff. Well, let me, let me give you a little bit of a scoop on Nobody's Watching. In a little segment I like to call... Hey, 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 what's going on here? What's going on here? Mark, Nobody's Watching was developed in 2005 for the WB Network. Uh, remember when it was still the WB? I remember. Schmuckers remembers. What was on at the time? You had Smallville. We had Smallville. You we had... had um, uh, Zoe, Jack, and Joe? One Tree Hill, Seven Heaven, yeah, maybe. Jack and Bobby, might Probably. have been on. The Jamie Foxx show, mm, maybe. Um, Dawson's Buffy, Creek still on? Buffy still on? I don't think Buffy was still on. 2005 is pretty close to the end of the WB. Yeah. So anyway, this this pilot was uh, put together by creators Bill Lawrence. Any of Bill Lawrence's work? Yeah, he writes uh, Doomsbury. (laughs) Bill Lawrence is the co-creator of shows like Spin City, Scrubs, Cougar Town. Yeah, he's currently the executive producer on the show Undateable. Also, is Undateable still on? I believe it is. I want. If it is, it just got canceled. Uh, if it is on, it's not. I on have anymore. news for the people who work on Undateable. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I had to break it this way. Sorry guys, I hope you're not Whoops. hearing it from us first. Also created by Neil Goldman and Garrett Donovan. Now these guys are a writing team that have worked on shows like Scrubs, Community, oh. and Family Guy. And I believe that they were writers and producers on these shows. So a pretty okay pedigree for comedy. And, um, as you said before, starring Taron Killam, Paul Campbell, all your favorites. Yeah. So let's dive right in. We uh, open up with a very weird opening. We open up with the HBO uh, static. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because it's like a videotape being loaded in. Mark, it's not television. It's HBO. Showtime. And... It's Taron Killiam and his friend talking directly at camera, mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, WB, why, t- why does TV suck? This is a message for all of you TV networks. Lately, your sitcoms suck. They suck! I mean, come on! According to Jim, awful. Good morning, Miami. Good night, funny. And yes, dear, excuse me. Rufus, I'm very upset with you. You yes deared all over the carpet. Derek, who is played by Taron Killiam, and Will. And Will, played by Paul Campbell, are two kind of dumb buddies who are filming themselves talking about how sitcoms nowadays are all awful. Yeah. They're all the worst. Whatever happened to the good ones, like Seinfeld, Friends, All in the Family, Growing Pains. Growing Pains. And he mentions Growing Pains specifically, and so we get some kind of Telestrator gag. 
because apparently Derek doesn't like it when you talk about growing pains. But these two are dropping name dropping a bunch of different shows. Yeah. Roseanne. Just because so people can get on board and be like, oh, I, I know what they're talking. These guys are familiar with television. And they say that according to Jim Socks? They say that according to Jim Socks and that they they use the, f- the phrase yes, dear. Like is the show, yes, dear. Synonymous for with shit. Shit. Yeah. Yes. So they pick up a dog. And they're like, well, you yes, dear, all over the carpet. Big laugh. Yeah. Oh, they get. Oh, they, then, that's right. Then, then some execs came to where we work and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you think you could do better?" And they go, "Yeah." And then they're like, "We got flown out to Hollywood." He said, "You're moving to your moving with your auntie and your uncle in Bel Air." That's, that's right. Yeah. And then they got picked up and spun around. Yeah. They ride in a limo. They show up at the WB network, and that's the show. Basically, this, this is what's happening. These now. two knuckleheads. Said they can write a they show. can write a better sitcom, and so now they're given the show. They're they're sent to Hollywood to make a better sitcom. Yeah. Here's my here's my question. It's really, yeah. This is before. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Because isn't the story with that show that that's this exact thing happened? Um. I don't know if this exact thing happens, but they shot, they had shot their own pilot. They shot like a thing in their home, right? Yeah, and then shopped it around. And then mailed it off to FX, and then that's how they got their show, is well, the story. They were also like, act, like they, I think they had inroads. They, could, yeah. they knew what, who to send it to. This wasn't just, these guys are, we see that the population of their little town in Ohio is like 5,000 people. Yeah. So. They arrive at the WB, and they are introduced to Jeff Tucker, who is introduced as the head of the Warner Brothers Network. Yeah. And his creative vice president, Roy Ingold, and then Jeff Tucker's assistant, Jill Jill something. something. He just kind of rattles off that her name is Jill something. And uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Tucker, says that the guys now have their own reality show. Yeah. And that for a full year, cameras are going to follow them as they develop this sitcom. Yeah. We were so struck by your passion for television that for the next year, we're going to film you while you try to make your own sitcom. (laughs) Come on. You're going to be living and working right here on these classic sitcom sets. We thought that would be fun. We're even going to bring in an audience... And they're gonna watch you do it. So now we're we're shooting now. Now we're shooting this. We're we as the viewer are watching the show as it's being shot, like a reality show. Yes. But on film, on a sitcom soundstage. Yes. And some segments will be shot and lit like it's a sitcom, and some segments will be shot and lit like it's a reality show. Yeah. With like, an E and G crew following people around. Right. And it looks weird. It's weird. And uh, like, conceptually, the, the boom is constantly hovering in the shot. They make a constant joke that Roy can't but not help himself but look at the, look directly into the yeah. camera. There's a bunch of stuff that's going on. And uh, to top it off, they'll be living on the sitcom sets while they develop this sitcom. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's already kind of weird. Uh, and they even go even further to say, if you go outside the studio, 
reality we'll, we'll have we'll have people follow you and so like and i think it's it's kind of interesting that they do this just to tell the viewer why everything's going to change like color temperature yeah they're like they do a gag where they video look, they film yeah, they keep looking video, into the different cameras film. and we're cutting back and forth between what it looks like when they're on the stage yeah, which is lit a little bit more warmly and isn't as as harsh it's on film and then what's on the outside camera is going to be kind of blue it's going to look a little different it's going to be on they're not on sticks yeah it's kind of hovering kind of there's like a similar moment in the first wayne's world movie yes so you're already seeing like yeah i've I've kind of seen this before camera Camera one camera two you know what i mean yes but these two are these two are jokers so Mark, at this point, what do we know about Derek and Will? Like They're friends? Yes. Will doesn't have a dad. Will says at the beginning that he doesn't have a father, so television was kind of his father. Yeah. So that's why he likes TV so much. Derek is like the smart guy. Yeah. Who's kind of sarcastic and... Right? Yes. And Will's like the optimistic fun guy. Yeah. He's the goofball. Woo! Yeah. So these two guys, I'm just saying. It's, Leonardo does machines. Yes. <laughs> they decide sense. we need to hire another person. Yes. So Will says, okay, I'll hire Jill because she's pretty and a, she seems to know stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Derek throws a hissy fit and he's like, can't just hire anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but and then we have a. Decide con- the hire, hire anyway. Hire anyways. And then we have a confessional scene. Mm-hmm. where Will is talking directly into the camera. When we first got here, I was totally overwhelmed. Yesterday, I'm working at Derek's dad's Mini Mart in Ohio. Will, can we try to keep this from being one of those cheesy reality shows where people share their feelings by talking to the camera? When Derek asked me not to talk to the camera, I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little upset. Will! Coming. It's Again, it's strange because I don't know if there's if this is supposed to be satirical, like a send-up of reality television. Or if it's just, it seems kind of lazy, and it seems like they don't exactly know what this show is supposed to be at this point. They're like, we're going to do reality TV jokes, but we're also going to do sitcom jokes. Because mm-hmm. already the the way that things are playing out, are it's really lame, yeah. like a bad sitcom that they're referencing, where it's like, I think the scene where they hired Jill, Derek's like, Jill's like, I want to work for you guys. I can hack. And then Derek says, <laughs> yeah, look, we're not really higher. And then, and then he Will just, sticks welcome his hands aboard. in and says, welcome aboard. Yeah. And then we go to commercial and you're like, well, this is something that would happen in Yes, Dear. Like, what show are you trying to be? Yeah. You're, is is this a sitcom? Is this a send up of sitcoms? Is it a parody? If it is, it's not like it's, you, it's not you a parody. Go a little if you just, harder than this. Yeah, it's not a parody if you just reference it and do the exact same thing. It's kind of like that. It's like the like vampire suck and epic movie and superhero movie guys. The, mm-hmm. What is it, Tucker? Tucker Max or no <laughs> Zucker and oh Zucker, the, the Zucker yes and yeah, I, yeah I know what you're ta- I know what you're talking about Jeremiah Stone and and, yep. and um Eli Stone Jesse. Jesse Thorne. Thorne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All your favorites. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yes. There's a duo of, of hack writers that just make those weird parody movies like Meet the Spartans and Epic Movie and Date Movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the at their disposal, they have a bunch of sets. 
uh, on the office set, a little later on the office set, the the um, they're working. They're working on this this dumb new sitcom that's coming up, and Derek walks in, and he gets a big cheer. Yeah, and we've come to find out that while they're making this show, there's an audience. There's now an audience. So it's okay. So let's take a step back here. It's a reality show. It's a sitcom. Well, first of all, it's a sitcom. It's airing on the WB. That's a parody of a reality show that is set up like a sitcom. So a sitcom audience is watching this reality show take place. Yes. But they're supposed to be a sitcom. Oh, my. I'm, I think my nose is bleeding. Yeah. you're. It's confusing in a really bad way where you're like, you're, you're asking, you're questioning it so much because it's bad. Yeah. You're not really interested in what's going on. You're just like, okay, at least tell me what you want to do. It's not it, it's not confusing per se. It's just it's it's not t- terribly fleshed out. Yeah. So the audience laughs at at laugh lines and it gags like a sitcom audience. Even though, you know, they have to do that thing where they're like nervously Ooh. looking around. Yeah. And they will react to the audience as well. Yeah. So at one point Derek decides to he's having a conversation with Jill like he's like, "Well, look here." And he and he frames himself with his back to the camera. Yeah. He looks like he's talking to her in the way that a normal person would stand while talking to somebody. Yes. And then Will says, hey, back to the audience. So then Will walks around the desk awkwardly. Yeah, Derek and has then, to reposition himself and then lean in like he's leaving himself open to the camera and to the audience. Right. So they're Now, p- is this funny? No. Like, not, not at all, actually. No. It's more them saying, hey, we know how sitcoms work. Don't you know how sitcoms work? Isn't that funny? Eh? You see what we're it's doing here? It's just a lot of references, and there's no actual jokes. Yeah, because then they, they start doing this thing where they'll mention, like, a state. Yeah, and the audience flips out. The audience which flips out, yeah. Is Cheers. something that happens in, like, stand-up comedy, but I don't think it actually happens in television audiences. No one says, like, I'm meeting my friends from Cincinnati, and everybody goes, Woo! I, the great I, state of Cincinnati. I do. That's me. I think it's the... That's me. I'm the only one. I was once... the governor of Cincinnati? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengal. That's it. Uh, I was once watching a episode of SNL... And I was furious, and I don't know why it really bothered me, but there's there's one sketch where Jason Sudeikis is they're doing the um like the the court no they're doing the courtroom sketch where he's like the Cajun judge. <laughs> I love this, and sketch. he's screaming about things, and like he has a we don't make you eat the biggest <laughs> hottest bowl of gumbo and, you ate. Everyone's confused because they're they're from it's like Maine. Maine. It's Maine Justice, it's but for Maine some reason, justice, but everybody this is Cajun, Southern. This Cajun judge and his like bailiff. I think it was like the Jamie Fox yes, episode. The, the bailiff is Southern, but so is like the defendant usually. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so you have the, the yes. Everybody's in on it except for the plaintiff. Yeah, and so. Um, there's a line where he's he says something like you know LSU and somebody from the audience screams out go tigers yeah and you're just like you motherfucker what what awful person are you to like 
this is a, this is a live television show that's happening, and somebody on stage happens to reference a thing that you know. Yeah. And you decide now's the time. People should know. And the worst part is later in the sketch, like the judge, like his character has to say "Go Tigers." Yeah. So it feels like like that person's <laughs> now back. vindicated, and oh, it's just like, mm, what a terrible. That's what a dickhead. What a dickhead. So in this circumstance, saying the name of the state that you're originally from or that you happen to know shouldn't prompt you to squeal out and hoot yeah. and holler. Whatever. So we come to find out on this show that these guys are developing a sitcom, but we cut to the WB offices where the vice president and the president of the company are. Yeah. And they explain that not right. that this is... They're developing a sitcom, but at the same time, it's a reality show. Yes. So they have to turn the screws in a, in a circum in 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 a, in yeah. a way, and they don't really care if a sitcom gets developed. Yeah, it's all about the reality it's TV. The show. Reality TV show that they're mostly concerned about. But it's not a reality TV show. But it's it's it not is a sitcom. But they're shooting that like it's a reality. Yeah. Like we're we but the see show the, itself. We see the boom in the shot. So this this conversation that they're having is being shot like it's a reality show. So nothing is outside of the purview of the reality show. Right. That's we don't ever see a scene that wouldn't have aired on whatever this fake reality show is. Reality show. I feel like reality. I'm saying that phrase a lot. Show. So then they say we got to trick these guys. We got to turn up the There's heat. There's no drama. Let's turn up the heat. Turn up the heat. So they call in Derek and they have a conversation with him where they explain to him that's, well, I don't think the show's going to go. Yeah. I'm worried about the show's direction. Uh, you've been here a day. I think I'm going to have to pull the plug on the show. Unless. If you can get rid of Will, we'll talk. Yeah. Like, that'll be the thing. We'll, if you get rid of Will, fire Will, you still, we still have a show. Yeah. And Derek very immediately says, look, if I got to get rid of Will, I'll get rid of Will. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. Meanwhile... Will runs into a woman outside of the bathroom who is yeah. sopping wet. He's wet for some reason, and he calls her wet girl. He calls her wet girl, and she explains the sob story that she just broke up with her boyfriend because he was a carjacker. She got fired from the WB gift shop. She got soaked by some sprinklers, and so now she's depressed, and she's having a sopping terrible wet. day. And it's at this point that we get the only joke that you like. This is the only joke that really landed for me. And she says that this wet girl uh, says that she got fired because... I just got fired from my job at the WB gift store for telling my manager that even though it was his idea, I I didn't think any man would buy boxers that said Smallville across the front. I'd buy a pair that said Everwood. I was like, okay, all right. I, I feel like... I feel like that's a joke we would write. Yeah. Which we would have probably the, bad. We would yes. <laughs> we would have the punchline. We'd say, all right, everyone on boxes. Okay. Let's see how we can just boxes. screw this into here. Uh, okay. All right, she's uh, she's working at the gift shop. Like that's a thing. Okay. Oh no, let we're gonna have to order some pizzas. Yes, we're, we're not gonna leave here for pizza a couple of and hours. Chinese. Just go ahead just and just watch, stack them up one after another. Just keep them coming. 
And uh, I that's really the only joke that I really laughed at. Yeah. So Will says, I'll hire you. You've got a job now. You can work for us. You get a job. And you, you get, get a, a job. job. And, oh, actually, there's a second joke. Oh, wait that I, okay. I think I just had something. Oh, what's that? It's a, oh, God. Okay. Oh, okay, here it's we go. It's a sketch. All right. Oprah as a far-right conservative. Ooh. So she's screaming at her audience, you get a job. You get a oh. job. <laughs> you get a job. All of you get jobs. Yeah. What are you doing in my place? They're, they're all they're, they're all, all cheering. And she's like, "No, you're not listening to me. You, you get, get a, job. a job. Go out there, bootstraps. <laughs> We're getting bootstraps. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you bootstraps. <laughs> bootstraps. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. All right. So can you do can you do an Oprah? Go ahead and for j- Josiah's. Uh... Yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll knock that out. That I'm sure it'll go over very well. Uh, so now Will goes back to talk to Jill. Somebody, yeah. Will goes back to talk to Jill, and she's like, Derek's going to lose his shit when he finds out that you hired this new girl. Yeah. And we, we, you skipped over probably because you wanted to black it out. <laughs> what did I skip over? The friend's gag. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, all right, we'll cut this in later. So... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, you say it, buddy. So then we find out that they're doing a... uh, They're friends. They're they're fans of friends, right? Yes. And Will says to the TV exec, there's no set here. Can we have Central Perk from Friends? And the fact that he explicitly states Central Central Perk Perk from from Friends Friends. is... The television show. Kind of... Surprisingly, on the national broadcast, but I company. guess if it's only a unaired pilot, like you could do whatever you want, right? I think uh, both are probably produced by Warner Brothers, so they have license to do that. That's true. So uh, later, a little bit later, they walk in, and oh my God, there is some we kind hear, of we, yeah, we hear, we hear the opening riff. riff of the Friends theme as they walk into the set, and it's, <laughs> and they're so surprised because there is some kind of facsimile kind of it's pretty close of central perk in now in that soundstage and and the whole point of all of this is to get them to say this is cool yeah right we don't get any story out of this we don't get any plot we We, find out find out that they play this game called made you look where they try and fake each other out into making each other look which is a running joke through the whole thing but they don't but you could you could cut that and it would be fine. Yeah, you'd have a perfectly fine show. We, your reason, you're okay. You'd, you're have, a, you'd why, have another show. You're seeing why I was going to skip over the scene because the only reveal is they reveal that Gun, the actor that plays Gunther at Central Park, is brought in. Right, but I think this is important because mm-hmm. it says it shows how little is going on on this show that they're going to waste. A 90 seconds maybe two minutes of screen time to say isn't this weird mm-hmm. we're on the friend set kind of but not really <laughs> and gunther's here that's funny right you guys like gunther remember remember when you'd say those lines those lines that we all know and love let's say them all together you and me right now andrew coffee time let's do it coffee yeah. Here's here's your here's, here's your more cappuccino. Crumbler. Um, yeah, 
crumble in the jungle. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a great one. And yes, that's and then, it. Boom. We're done. And then we're not there anymore. Jill, like, Jill says something shitty to Gunther. The, the, the audience like is like, oh, and she reacts to them. And that's it. That's that was it. The whole There's point no of that. point of the scene. And then we move on. So we come back and we find out that Jill thinks that Derek's going to lose his shit because Will hired this the wet girl. Yeah. And turns out she's right because Derek comes in and finds out they got a new cast member and it's this wet girl. But uh, uh, she comes in to the sitcom set and she's wearing something very skimpy. Yeah. Because she was sent to Warner Brothers wardrobe and they said... Wear this. Yeah. We cut She's to... just in a very revealing clothes. Yes. Yeah. We cut to the executive office where the president of the network says, I told them to dress her like that. Yeah. And I think the second gag that was so blunt, it made me laugh for some reason is... I called down, told him to dress her like that. Makes sense. What with your fondness for prostitutes. <laughs> and that's... And you're expecting, like, some kind of follow-up but they linger on this shot for a second like yep yeah i like prostitutes and then we go back to back down to the sitcom the uh the living room set and she this this wet girl whose name is mandy yes manages to win i'm so glad we can stop calling her wet girl because it feels wrong mandy kind of is very uh, affectionate, I guess, or like yes. she's kind of flirty with Derek. Yeah, she's she's feeling things for Derek out, out of the gate. So now you have these four characters. It took us a while to get these four characters. We tease but I them guess... a lot, but we got them on the spot. Welcome back, <laughs> you characters. <laughs> it took a while, uh-huh. but here's your main cast, everybody. I hope they do something. She shows up with a videotape that they're supposed to watch. Right. Derek pops in this tape, and he's like, whatever's going to be on this tape, it doesn't matter because we got the team together. Nothing's going to stop us now. I hope nothing's on this tape that's going to be incriminating. Which is what I say every time I put a DVD into my (laughs) DVD player. You got a Blu-ray of Air Force One. I sure hope. Nothing's going to stop us from watching this movie. I hope nothing incriminating is on this Blu-ray disc. Here we go. So they pop in the tape. Get off my plane. Oh, we got to stop. We got to stop. He's he's telling us to stop. So we pop in this tape. On the tape is Derek's confession in the executive office saying, if I have to fire Will, I'll fire Will. Yeah. I'll do the show without Will. I never liked him. He's dead weight. He's dead to me. I was the creative force the entire time. Will gets upset and he exits. Act three. Derek's now got to apologize to Will, and I guess I guess they have to like figure out what's going on. Will leaves and comes across three TV dads out on the the sounds on a bench on the back lot in the Warner Brothers thing. He comes across uh, Mr. Cunningham Ms. from Ms. Happy C. Days. Yeah, he comes across Father Uncle Dowling. Phil. Uh, yes, he comes across Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and he comes across Dr. Seaver from Growing Pains. Mr. Mr. Robin Thicke. Alan Thicke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dr. Mr. Alan Thicke. Dr. Mr. Alan Thicke. Will wants Will to sit says, down. let me sit down with you. 
I need some words of advice. He explains again that TV was kind of his his only father figure and that Dr. Seaver was one of his favorite dads. He would love it if he could come over and have some words with them. And uh, Alan Thicke's like, uh, no. not, not really. You don't really want to uh, get into that. Uh, <laughs> he's got this Are weird... Are you doing your, this your kind Charlie of, Chan impersonation? I was kind of trying your to Nimodian? do this... Weird. I do not want to come over there. <laughs> Shoot her or something. something. She is a cheating. <laughs> Why aren't those characters in the, the Star Wars trailer? You could have a whole trailer with just those characters, and I would be. Upset. We have a new movie. <laughs> the Force Awakens. It's wonderful. Watch it or something. Double plus good. Number one, son. Alan Thicke doesn't want to go and talk to this guy, and Will says, well, we have a live studio audience. Smash cut to Alan Thicke being a ham in front of this. having it up in front of the audience. In front of this audience. This is the one gag that I liked. I did like this one, too. Because it ultimately, Alan Thicke doesn't give him any good advice. No, he doesn't. He just says, oh, and then takes the joy of this live studio audience. And he sings the Growing Pains theme in front of this audience, and... Meanwhile, so everything falls on Jill to talk to Derek. Sure. Because they're watching this all unfold. And Jill says, you have a really good friend in Will. I don't have a lot of good friends. You might want to go talk to Will and patch this thing up. In, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Which is where they think they can talk in private. But, but they're being shot they on a bunch of lipstick cams and stuff like that. So... Derek decides to leave. And then the the payoff for this whole uh, Alan Thick thing is he comes over and he's like, well, Jill, that uh, that advice must have been really hard to give. Uh, but I, Dr. Seaver's proud of you. And then she says, I'm not going to sleep with you. And then he immediately turns around and starts singing the Growing Pains theme back, <laughs> back to, to the, the audience. audience. Yeah. So they're in the bathroom and both of them are having this real tough conversation with each other where... But it's like weird and neither one of them were very good in it no will is will says that he loves derek and derek's unable to admit his feelings to will yeah and derek's like i'm i'm sorry i I just can't say it and will says well you know what if you can't prove it to me you know here no no let me back up he says that he wants derek to admit his feelings in front of the audience so we cut from the bathroom immediately to the stage where Derek now needs to admit that he loves Will or that he apologizes to Will in front of this audience. Derek still says he can't do it, so Will starts to leave. Derek stops him and says, all right, all right. I'm sorry, and I love you. Uh, Something to that effect. He says, I'm sorry. He says, I'm sorry, and he can't say I love you, and then finally gets him to sing a verse of, I just called to say I love you. And... That's where we end? No. We have a scene in the executive office where the executives want to put the screws to Mandy, who we find out isn't necessarily a person that got fired from the gift shop. She's an actress that has been installed on the show to cause more controversy. And they tell her, I want you to start kissing Will. And she says, well, actually, I got feelings for Derek. And they're like, we don't give a shit. Kiss Will. And they also make her feel bad because apparently she had a bunch of cosmetic surgery. Yeah. She used to be really ugly. Yeah. So she just kind of is like, okay, I guess I have to do it. Because if she doesn't, she gets fired. Our final scene 
is the the four of them sitting around on the set. Yeah. While the audience is there still. Which, when does the audience That's leave? what I wanted to know. Like, I wanted to know, I bet there's a gag if in the second one, especially if they have to sleep there overnight, that there is an audience that's just sitting there watching them yeah. sleep. Which, that could be funny. Could be. They're talking about what's what they should name the show, and they say, well, it's still weird that we're having to act in front of this audience. We have to create this in front of the audience. And they said, well, you should act like nobody's watching. And they're like, oh, that's a good name for the show. Nobody's watching. Which then they hang a hat on the thing that you and I always talk about is is uh, titles that get savaged by critics where yeah. kick ass, ass kicked. Yeah. So they say, well, no, if we name it Nobody's Watching, then if the show doesn't do well, it's like Nobody's Watching, Nobody's Watching. <laughs> they're like, well, it doesn't matter. We're going to call it Nobody's Watching. Yeah. And Which is also a bad title. It's a bad title. They should call it. What the fuck is going on here? Um the crumb of all fears yeah <laughs> this guy's gonna be in snl in a few years yes so pay attention now i guess they leave and oh well the, the reveal is is that they're like oh nobody's watching that's a terrible title and then we cut to a preview for next week's next week on nobody's, nobody's watching. watching uh they it's these really quick clips of you don't know if these are actual storylines that are coming up or if these are joke lines where like Probably actual storyline. They tell the guys that they have to uh, increase their diversity oh, on the cast. Jesus. Yeah. So we see that they have to interview a bunch of people for an office manager position. And um, they're all black. They're guys. all black guys. And then we see that Mandy is making out with Will, Will. in the bathroom. Derek. Is it Derek? Oh, it's Derek. That's right. Because they don't think there are any cameras in there. Yeah. And then that's the end of the episode. So, Mark, what did we learn, and what did we what did we glean from Nobody's Watching? Andrew, the main message of Nobody's Watching is nobody knows what the fuck they're doing in this business. All right? Yeah. It's just a lot of guessing, mm-hmm. a lot of conjecture, and ultimately, not a lot of jokes. No. It's a. We've said this before. Like pilots are tough because like. You have to get a ton of stuff in and describe a lot of characters. Like you have to know who all. Yeah, of but these you don't have to. Are. You don't have to spend ninety seconds at fake Central Perk. Like that just shows that they don't even know what they're trying to do with the show. I guess. But we don't like, get anything still, out of that. Is that going to be a trope? Are we going to see probably it'll a pro- different it would, set every single week? They would probably Why? end up doing stuff like that, and then they would probably, you know, you just want to screw in the fact that these guys are obsessed with TV and that they would lose their shit. Or we, even though we see that earlier, but maybe they yeah, we see that earlier, and there's no new development out of that. It's like I want to think they put this in so that they could show that they are willing to like reference other TV shows just in like you know name specific they do that throughout the whole thing there's not you, you get nothing out of this gunther's there but hilarious you got that guy that plays gunther yeah okay huh see what we did yeah he's there you paid him to be here that doesn't mean you're creative that doesn't mean you're smart that doesn't mean you're doing a good job mm-hmm. I, I guess um well the other thing it, 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 does it make sense that this show wasn't picked up? Yeah. Do you think this show should have been picked up? No. Do you think the show should have gone to pilot? No. Do you think that there are better options out there? Yes. 
I tend to agree. This was a weird, a weird concept, and it seems like one of those things that, like... But this, you were saying to me that this is one of... The internet kind of likes this show, right? I'm tempted to think that this was like this. This this premiered in 2000. It didn't premiere, but it, it was piloted in 2005, and then the pilot leaked onto the internet. And I think like 2005, 2006 was so early in like the YouTube kind of generation that it was one of those few things where like people were like, oh, oh, and they could like watch this thing yeah. that like wasn't meant to be seen. So people kind of like grafted onto this this thing and again coming from like family guy where they name drop all of these things people are like oh they're being savvy this is it's they're being very savvy in this they're talking about stuff that people know about it's not interesting or i don't know that that alone doesn't make for a good tv show this this show apparently was was passed on by the wb and then nbc i guess said that they were interested in it this is also after That's My Bush, right? Very much so. Which did the, did all of what this show is trying to do in a much better way. Of sitcom parodies? You yeah. Mean? Yeah. And it's also after Arrested Development had already come out, which is all, which is another show that walks that whole docu-mockumentary mockumentary type feel. And also The Office, of course, was in England years before any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there it's... it's it's, it's just it's very derivative it's very and postmodern, Mark. It's very postmodern. It's just bad. It's just derivative and uninteresting. I guess NBC had sounded it seemed like they were interested, but then they passed on it to the point well, they were interested in in fact to the point where there were like webisodes that exist of this show. Oh. Of the of the characters and the actors doing bits for some just to like continue to keep these characters interest like in, in see the if public. we do something like that i guess uh i don't know this this all reeks of like web series premise to me yeah of like we're gonna do a sitcom and it's gonna be a reality show yeah it's all very affected and too clever yeah. without actually revealing anything yes and uh, it seems like something a bunch of idiot college kids would come off with. Yeah. And then never think about again. Like, oh, what if there was a TV show that was also like a sitcom, but was also like a reality TV show? Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. And they would be like, oh, hey, we're and on like, TV. And they're like, we could be in the show. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just not, it's not, I mean, uh, you're, the- you're writing for the Warner Brothers Network, which was skewing young to begin with, so you kind of have to keep it you know, the pitches were probably, you know, simplistic. Yeah. But. Simplistic. The, the simple, main character. Simplistic. Simplicity. Simple. Simplicity. Sim- simple-ish. Simple-ish. The main characters are also just bad TV tropes. Yeah. She's the uptight one. He's the goofball. She's the sexy one. He's Couldn't the be more one. different. Yeah. Oh, will they ever get along? Who knows? And then it takes us forever to even get these four people together. If they had started out somehow earlier, like Derek and Will both hire these other women really quickly, and then we get to see all of them working together and interacting and being funny together, then you can say, okay, now we have a show. Yeah. And I uh, I, I, I laughed at the idea that, because uh, uh, during the times when we're seeing the handheld stuff, we're seeing reverse shots where like cam- other camera operators are in the shot. Yeah. 
and I can just imagine having worked on these reality shows, the get director the screaming from the, the truck. Or the, why the fuck why, do I see why him? Why am I seeing him? God damn it! Faces! <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that's nobody's watching. You got anything else to say about it, Mark? It's just bad. Just bad. Let's try to watch a good show next time. Well, there's a reason, Mark. It wasn't picked up as a pilot. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. And I like Bill Lawrence, too. I thought Scrubs, for the most part, was pretty good. But they get real... He was better during the Bush years. (laughs) They are really cloying. Like, um, there are parts in this ep- this episode where they keep playing to the audience the yeah. whole time. And, like, oh. that stuff got real, real annoying real quick. Real quick. That joke did yeah. not have the legs to keep keep going to the direction it was supposed to be going. Because they do it a lot. A lot in this show. So, if I could, but I'll play the audience. That's fine. Right, guys? Mark, did you write Andrew, anything? I'm going to go to the bathroom. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Don't want to go in there. Woo. All right, time for me to sit down. Boo. I guess I'll stand. Lay down. <laughs> Laying down. All right. <laughs> you got the crowd support behind you. So, Mark, uh, it's now time for a little segment that we like to call, Well, You Fucking Do It. Mark, uh, according to the audience, you didn't fucking do it. And uh, I, have a, I have a bit of a confession to make. I, uh, I did it, but the only thing I did was just write more crumb puns. So I can just go ahead and <laughs> read some of these for you. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> hey, Mark. Andrew, what's up? Did you hear? Did you hear about the new James Bond films coming up? No. Crumb Russia with love. Did you hear about it? I did hear about that one. They're getting Tim Dalton back. It's a weird choice. Mark, I was at the I was at the store the other day. Yeah. And somebody somebody thought I was forty years old. Boy, it really laid me low. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm much more crumbler now. <laughs> You're much crumbler now. Yeah. I'm, I am a crumble man. <laughs> you see me crumbled before you. <laughs> Mark, what's up? <laughs> Mark, I just got my paycheck. Oh yeah. And I have to make repairs on my car. Okay. But let me tell you something. I I am very spendthrift. I'm not going to pay a lot no. for this crumbler. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark. That doesn't even make sense. Hey, Mark. That was a bad one. Uh, did you hear about the new racing movie that's coming out? No. Days of Crumbler. That's a fine one. Mark. Mm-hmm. December's coming up. Yes, it is. Uh, but later in the year, in in June and July, I, I'm I'm leaving town. Why? I'm going on my crumbler vacation. 
Hey, Mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. My sister just had birth. Had birth? She had birth. Okay. She gave birth to a child. What's its name? I was oh. so honored. She let me cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> it was it was a true honor. So beautiful. I, oh goodness. And and that's what I wrote instead of a second. Yeah. A couple pages of of nobody's watching. I, I wish that I had some jokes to to come. I I want to come up with some too, mm -hmm. but. You know, I I don't want to be a real. You already did it, so I would be doing it too, and I I just don't want to be a real Johnny Crumb lately. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> oh Mark, why don't you loosen up? I got us a bottle of Jamaican Crumb. We'll just go ahead and pour us some. I'm more of a Canadian whiskey drinker. I prefer Crumb Royal. Oh. <laughs> well, we. Mark, it's it's time to go. Go ahead and bang that bass crumb. It's it's, it's, it's well. All. I don't want to work. I just want to bang, bang on, on my, my crumb, crumb all day. day. <laughs> That's true. It's time to go. Oh, it's crumb kind of wonderful in here. All your favorites. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of Episodic Memories. If you have any comments or you would like us to write you more crumb-related puns, you can always email us at botbpodcast.gmail.com. Mark, is there anything else that you'd... I love I love eating desserts, but I feel <laughs> depressed afterwards. Oh, no. You know, it's crumb times. I just don't oh, like being around myself. Oh, for God's sakes. Well, you're the, the crumb of your parts. The show is better than the crumb of its part. That's true. Let's, oh, for God's sakes, just, just, and turn everything off. Just, oh, for, just, shut it down. Let's do that line again. I guess we'll have to.